0: Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com
1: slash Bob Bernie Live. Well, speaking of schools, a Maryland Christian school is rejoicing today. Bethel Christian Academy in Savage, Maryland. Yeah, Savage, S A V A G E, Savage, Maryland. Uh, they went to court because the uh, state of Maryland adopted a program back in the—I've uh, got it here somewhere. It doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Uh, but, 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 but back in 2014, I think it was, Maryland came up with the uh, BOOST program, Uh, The booze program was a school choice initiative in the state of Maryland. If you wanted to send your child to a uh, private school, uh, you could take the federal funding with you. Uh, Similar to the backpack bill that is being um, supported here in the state of Ohio, where parents can basically choose where they want their child to go to school. And the funding from the state... We'll go with them. Well, in uh, Maryland, that funding would go anywhere that child goes unless they went to a Christian school that believed in traditional marriage. Yeah. And that's the case with Bethel Christian Academy. Now, there's no proof, there's no evidence whatsoever that they had ever denied a child to attend the school because of the parent's sexual orientation, or uh, a boy had two dads, you know. No proof that they had ever discriminated in any way, shape, or form against any student. But they have a statement of faith, and the statement of faith says, we believe in the Bible. And the Bible teaches that marriage should be between one man and one woman. So because of that, the state of Maryland says, "Mm -mm, no, 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 you cannot be a part of the voucher program called BOOST. You are evil conservative Christians. Well, I don't think they use those words, but that's basically what they were saying. Well, good news. A federal judge U.S. District Court Judge Stephanie Gallagher ruled, quote, state officials violated the First Amendment rights of Bethel Christian Academy in Savage when they excluded the school from the Broadening Options and Opportunities for Students Today program. That's BOOST. Broadening Options and Opportunities for Students Today. BOOST, the uh, voucher program. Uh, The Associated Press, who published this story, wants you to know that this judge was a Trump appointee. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they pointed that out. Elections do have consequences. Uh, The federal judge said, Not only was the defendant's decision to exclude Bethel from the boost eligibility based on Bethel's speech... It was based on the specific viewpoints Bethel chose to express in its admissions policies. The First Amendment, which is applicable to the states via the 14th Amendment, bars laws that restrict the freedom of speech. The judge concluded, quote, The First Amendment prevents defendants—that's the state of Maryland—the First Amendment prevents defendants from attempting to use boost funding as leverage to compel recipients to express views that defendants find more palatable. Again, the defendant is the uh, state of Maryland. So this federal judge that just happened to be a Trump appointee— said, uh, you can't pick and choose the people you like. Yeah. So uh, the state of Maryland has not said whether they're going to appeal it, but for now, Bethel Christian Academy in Savage, Maryland, will be eligible for uh, state funds for students who uh, would prefer to attend their Uh, than in the public schools there in Maryland. Uh, You know, I I said something yesterday, and I'm not retracting it. I, I honestly hope that Donald Trump does not run for president again. And I have a lot of reasons for that. I think he was a marvelous president in most ways. I really do. And I supported him, not unconditionally, because I don't support anybody unconditionally except Jesus, okay? And I've said it over and over and over again. Anybody who supports a political candidate unconditionally is foolish, unwise, and unbiblical. I don't care if it's a Democrat who supports Joe Biden, no matter what, just because they're a Democrat and he's my president, I'm going to support everything he says and does. That's foolish. A Republican who supports or supported Donald Trump unconditionally is foolish and wrong. Now that I've said that, Donald Trump changed the American judiciary for generations, in a good way. There will be thousands and thousands of judicial decisions made for generations by conservative constitutionalist judges that were appointed by Donald Trump. I, I don't know how it turned out, but... Donald Trump was on his way to appoint more judges during his four-year term than any president in American history. I don't know whether he broke the record. I'd have to check. But I know he was headed in that direction. And um, most of the judges he appointed have turned out to be solid gold. Uh, A couple of the Supreme Court justices are uh, somewhat questionable. But I'll tell you what. They're a whole lot better than if a Democrat had been in the White House and appointed those Supreme Court justices. Of the many things we can thank God for from the Trump presidency, his appointment of judges is right at the top of the list. Yeah, he was abrasive. Yeah, he was divisive. Yeah, sometimes I cringed and wanted to crawl under the nearest table with this tweet and that tweet and this comment and that comment. Yes. And I, I didn't deny it then. I won't deny it now. But the judges that he appointed has had an incredible, positive impact on the American judicial system that will continue for many, many years. And this case in Maryland is just one of those cases. Students in the state of Maryland will be able to choose what school they attend, even if it is a conservative Christian school and they can take state funding with them, which is the way it should be. Those tax dollars belong to the people who pay them. And on the educational front, they should have the right to determine where those dollars go. Just right. It just makes sense. So, uh, good For Judge Stephanie Gallagher, U.S. District Court Judge in Maryland. Good for her. Good for Bethel Christian Academy.
0: Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash live.
1: When a leader fails, whether it's a spiritual leader, a political leader, it should bring no happiness to anyone. We should not rejoice in anyone's failure, particularly when that leader and their successes or failures impact so many. That's particularly true when the leader is the president of the United States. I I do not share this uh, article with you with any kind of glee or happiness, no satisfaction, just grief and sorrow at the the effects of almost a total failure in leadership from this current administration again we should not we should not gain any pleasure when a political rival or even a political enemy fails because people suffer when leaders fail and boy that is so true in this story This is actually a CNN story, and you know that CNN has done their best to prop up the Biden administration, to defend the the Biden administration. But here is the story today from CNN, and here is the headline. UN sounds alarm over extrajudicial killings in the Taliban's Afghanistan. Now, what is an extrajudicial killing? It just means a, an illegal execution. That's all it means extrajudicial. In other words, the person that was killed had no opportunity to defend themselves, had no opportunity to go through any kind of legal system. They were just summarily executed. Here's the story The United Nations said Tuesday that it was alarmed by continuing reports of extrajudicial killings across Afghanistan, including hangings, beheadings, and public displays of corpses. And then a quote from the U.N. Deputy High Commissioner for Human Rights. Quote, Between August and November, we received credible allegations of more than 100 killings of former Afghan national security forces and others associated with the former government. At least 72 of these killings are attributed to the Taliban. Now, if you don't understand what was happening, and I don't understand all of it. Don't pretend to be an expert on anything. I keep saying that. But for 20 years, America had a presence in Afghanistan, and we held the Taliban at bay for 20 years. We drove the Taliban out of Afghanistan, took them from power, defeated them, put them in the background. They were still there. The Taliban never left Afghanistan, but we kept them at bay every once in a while. They would slink out of the sewer and do something abominable, and then they would go back for 20 years. During the four years of the Trump administration, Donald Trump had made it clear, we need to get out of Afghanistan. We need to leave. So it was not Joe Biden's idea to leave Afghanistan. Donald Trump said the same thing. However, that's where the similarity ceases. For the four years that Donald Trump was president, we drew down our troops to approximately 2,500. That is a handful, a tiny, tiny little handful of troops in a massive country with multiple millions of people. And there was basic peace. And again, the Taliban was kept at bay. Why? They were afraid. The Taliban was afraid of America, and they were afraid of Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump said, if you crawl out of your hole and try to overthrow the government, we're going to come at you with the full force of the United States, and you will be sorry. When the withdrawal was negotiated, and again, it is absolutely true, Donald Trump negotiated most of the withdrawal. It was not Joe Biden. It was Donald Trump. But at the negotiations, the Trump administration said, hey, uh, we're going to be leaving, but we just want you to know, we'll be back in a heartbeat. If you so much as even think about overthrowing this government and begin killing people indiscriminately as you have done in the past, we want you to know we will come back and you will be sorry. And it worked. These are bloodthirsty, cutthroat, evil terrorists, but they can be frightened. When Joe Biden became president, all of that changed. And we just willy nilly left. We just pulled out. The Taliban was not warned. And the Taliban didn't care. And since our withdrawal, murders, killings, women's rights no longer exist in Afghanistan. It is estimated that within the next two years, a few, listen to me, a few million people will die of starvation in Afghanistan. Women's protection shelters that were protected by American troops, gone, closed down, and the situation in Afghanistan continues to spiral downward. Even the United Nations acknowledges that. The responsibility lies solely at the feet of the Biden administration. Sadly.